Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational and societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Welcome to church. So, we are continuing from where we stopped last month. So, um, when we teach topics, it is so that we know it and we can apply it. And many times, because we stop too early, we assume people got it, and many times they didn't really get it. Amen? It takes a while for people to actually catch stuff, especially if you have been a believer for a while, and you have heard all sorts of different things about the topic. It takes a while for you to fully accept it, you know, as your reality. Hallelujah. Someone said that if he's given somebody who has never heard about, about Christianity before, who has heard nothing before about, about Christ, about the Bible, about the faith, and the person receives Jesus right there, the, you can get the person healed right there. But that the issue is really difficult, more difficult for those who have been saved for a while, or those who have been in Christian cultures for a while. You know why? They've heard all sorts of things that, 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 that have not become doctrinal strongholds in their hearts. Hallelujah. That we can get people saved and healed in the same moment. Because the price that saved you also healed you. That if I, if I can get people to believe that when they were saved, they were healed, they could get it right there. But it's, it's, it's a little more difficult when people have been saved for a while or they've been in church for a while. Okay, so many times people have learned all sorts of funny doctrines that makes new accurate doctrine harder to imbibe. All right? Yeah, so we have to keep going over and over again. So that it doesn't just become what we teach. It has to be what we are practicing. I expect that if you are dealing with a, with a ailment in your body, whatever it is, no matter how long it is, you were born with it, whatever, whatever it is. You were born with it, you were shaped with it, your mother gave you, your grandpa gave you, it's in your family, 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 family. Okay? That this is your time to put a target on, it, on, it, on its back. I will be angry. Me and God will be angry together. Not that God, can, not that, not that God will vex you, but you get the point. If we go through this, and you don't deliberately put a mark on the back of that issue, if we go through eight weeks of about nine when is this? Of healing and health. And you don't deliberately receive your healing. You have failed me. And probably have failed God too. If you only heard this and you don't practice, that's like mega sad. Do you understand? So this is the time to deliberately receive healing from any issue, whatever it is. No matter how long it has lasted for, this is the time for it, okay? It's why we are doing this, okay? To make you receive your healing. And to make you also be activated to go out and get people healed. 
If after this, someone is sick around you, and you don't even feel the authority the, the to pray for the person, then we have not done this right. All right? So, in and out. Hallelujah. So, healing, you know, receiving healing, ministering healing, is about believing that the word of God is true. All right? That God's word is true. That what God's word said about God and his will is true. All right? Receiving and ministering healing is about believing the word of God. That it is true about it is about God. All right? Number two, that God is willing to heal. And that God is able to heal. These things I'm reading right, right now are the platform upon which receiving and ministering healing is built. That the Bible is true. What the Bible says about God is true and it's good for mankind. What it says is true. That's number one. Number two, that God is willing and that God is able. For you to minister and receive healing, you have to believe that God is not only able, God is able and God is willing to heal. That is number two. Number three, you have to believe in, in God's goodness. Believe in the goodness of God. That God is only good. That God only does good things. That only good things come from God. That the sickness, the affliction is not God's will. When you read James 1, 13 to 17, you say that. Only good things come from God. You have to believe in the goodness of God. That God is only good. That God only gives good gifts. That God doesn't give people sickness to test them or to grow them. The Bible says in Matthew that which of you, okay, even though evil or carnal, regular men, put up that fan, I don't think I need it and it's stopping me, all right? Even though we regular men as we are, as we are, that when our kids ask us for fish, we don't give them snake. How much will your father in heaven give what good gifts to them that ask of him? So if you will give your child something bad to grow in, we hope you hear this correct, okay? So if you hear this correct, you will not do that. Okay? So <laughs> how much more will your heavenly father? So God is only good. All right? Also, we must believe the authority of the believer. Believe the authority of the believer. Believe in the authority and the power of God in the believer. That God, this is important, that God has delegated the authority and the power to heal the sick to the believer. This is so vital. That healing assists to be up to God. Oh, you need to get this. Healing is no longer up to God. It is up to those that he has dedicated the authority and power to do the job to. Healing is no longer up to God. Let me keep saying it over and over again. Healing is no longer up to God. 
it's up to those he has delegated authority and the power to yield to. So I told them in Matthew 10, Matthew 10, Luke 9, Luke 10, preach the gospel. And as you preach, heal the sick. He did not say, pray for me to heal the sick. I'll give you authority, okay, so that you heal the sick. Matthew 10, 1, he called the disciples together and gave them authority over demons and sickness and diseases, right? Says in verse 8, go. You to seek, resident, class leper. That I've given you authority and power so that you go. It didn't say when you get there, pray that I will heal the sick or pray to God. It says when you get there, heal. So healing is now up to the man in Christ. Healing is up to the man in Christ. That from God's end, God will not fail. So it's no longer. God will not fail. It's no longer a God thing. It's no longer if, if he's willing. He has shown us his will in scripture. Matthew 8, 1 to 4. When the leper came to him and says, God, if Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me whole. And Christ talked to him and said, I am willing to be healed. So he has shown us for all times that his will is healing. Because he was in Matthew 8, 1 to 17. That after he used Peter from dying law, that he brought the entire crowd of the to his, to, his, to his doorstep who were sick and healed, who were sick and, and demon-possessed. Demon and he healed all of them. None went home unlucky. None went home and said, you come back next week. Or you, it's not my will, you is my will. No, it showed us because we know that Christ is the will of God revealed. So what it says about God is God's will, you know, reveals God's words. So we see, okay, that healing is no longer up to God. It's up to the man in Christ to receive healing, to dispense healing. So we cannot say God is not loss. We come back with scripture and say God did not loss. What people can say is this, I didn't receive my healing. I did not receive my healing. But you cannot say God did not heal. It is no longer a sending thing. It is a receiving thing. It has been sent. It must be received. The same way he sent us salvation, same way also he sent us healing. Whoever calls upon God receives salvation. So also is healing as available. This is scripture. Isaiah 53 talks about salvation and talks about healing. The same price that saved us, healed us. So if God won't say no for salvation to anybody, so also doesn't say no for healing. It has been sent. It must be received. Hallelujah. Number five, platform for receiving administrative healing. The authority and power released by words, touch, or contact points. The authority and power released by words, by touch, and other contact points. Mark 11. Mark 11. God has delegated the ministry of healing to the believer in Christ. Mark 16, 17 to 18. The one that believes to cast out devils will speak in new tongues. He will put his hands on the sick and the sick will recover. He did not say that when they get there, they will pray and beg me. He says, in my name, they will. 
in my name. So we are, we are sent to go in his name to do. Hallelujah. Mark 11, verse 12 to 14. First, Mark 11. If you are there, say I'm there. Let's go together. Now, the next day. No, sorry. I'm going to keep Let me go back to NIV. NIV. Hold on. All right, verse 12. Okay. The next day, as we're leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. 13. Seen in the distance a fig tree in leaf. Went out to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. 14. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him say it. Now, before we go further, in life it's important to not form. To not form. To not form to be who you are before you are, before you are in that season. This tree was in leaf. Normally, fig trees produce leaf and fruit at the same time. So, a fig tree in leaf says, I have fruit. Amen. All right? So, this fig tree was forming to be beyond what, what, what it really is. So, it made people expect fruit from it when it had only... So, take that lesson personal. now. All right? Um, carry yourself with, with who you are in Christ, but also with modesty. Okay? Humility. All right. So Christ told the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard it. Now, he was so sure about it, he did not whisper it. He didn't whisper it. He said it loudly. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. Everybody heard it. He said it loud. Okay? And he left there. He did not wait to see if what he said will happen. Even though he knew, he saw it that, as he said it, he should not immediately wither. Okay? But he knew that my words after the tree, the tree is withering. Even though I can't see it, it's working. Even though I cannot see it, my words are producing. All right? Let's go down to verse, verse 20. Are we good? Verse 20. Verse 20. In the morning as they went along, look at this, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. So, even though when Christ spoke the command, it did not look as though it was working, but the word was working. And by the next day, the fig tree had withered to its roots. Hallelujah. Many times, when healing command is given, and we don't see healing begin, people assume nothing happened, and so nothing happens. Did you get that? When healing command is given, and nothing looks like it's happening, people assume nothing happened, and so nothing happened. 
when healing command is given and there are not yet visible signs of manifestation, many people assume nothing happened and so nothing happens. But by the next day, the tree had withered. That it doesn't seem to happen immediately doesn't mean that nothing happened. Are we together tonight? That you don't see manifestation, manifestation immediately happen does not mean that nothing happened. Many times, things begin to happen before we see it happen. Healing is first spiritual, for it is physical. Healing is first spiritual. Before it is physical. Meaning, when the command is given, the word begins to work from the spirit out. Sometimes, yes, thank God, we see it instantly happen. Awesome. But if we don't, we must believe the word. We must believe the believer's authority released by words. Hallelujah. Believe the authority of God on your lips. That because I have spoken, things have begun to happen. All right? Verse 20. Verse 21 now. Once we go, Peter remembered that and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. 22. Christ replied, Have faith in God. More accurately, have the God kind of faith. Just answered. 23. Truly I tell you, let's go together. If anyone says to this mountain, look at it again. If anyone, if any believer in Christ says to this mountain, go, throw them to the sea, and does not doubt in their hearts, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. That the one that believes in his authority in Christ, released true words, will love what he has said. But believes that what they say will happen. The one that believes in the authority we have in Christ, released true words, he will have what he has said. Now, he didn't say the one that sees it and then believes, but the one that says it and believes what he has said. The one that believes in his heart. We said last week, the one that believes in his heart is the one that stores his heart with God's word on, on the topic. That constantly feeding on God's word is how we don't doubt in our hearts. Hallelujah. Doubt in the head is not doubt in the heart. Let me explain. The heart is open to everything. The mind, rather, is open to everything. Your thoughts, movies you watched, what somebody said last week, the devil's suggestions and all that. All right? All sorts of thoughts come, through your, come into your mind. All right? So that, that you have thoughts of maybe to not work does not mean that you have lost faith in your heart. It's not your response that will tell us if you are doubting in your heart. So when those thoughts come, how do you respond to the thoughts? God's word. The Bible says, all right, if anyone shall say this mountain, I will not doubt. I've said it. I, will, I stand on it. Get my point here? That is how you stay steady in your heart. It's a choice. A choice that comes from being rooted in God's word. Hallelujah. All right. 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever 
you ask for in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. When, when will it be yours? When will it be yours? Before, before or after believing? You believe. So when you pray, believe. Not when you see, believe. Everybody can believe when they see. Alright? That's not faith. What you believe before you see is the Bible faith. There is the Bible faith and there is Thomas faith. If Thomas faith sees first and believes, that doesn't work. The Bible faith believes and therefore sees. So when you pray, believe that you have received it. And you will see it. Believe you have it in the spirit that has begun. Believe it, and then your eyes will see it. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. When you begin, to, when you believe it, you will see it. Don't wait till you see before you believe. When you pray, believe. When you pray, believe. Before this is important. Before you see, believe. Why is this important? When you pray and you don't see instant results, this is when you actually need to believe you have received. Hallelujah. Alright? Believe you have received and you will love it. 25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything aha, against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So he's saying this, this idea. Before you operate your feet, ah, oh boy, before you release your faith. If you're holding anybody in your chest, forgive them. Because faith and unforgiveness cannot work together. Unforgiveness is a faith blocker. Unforgiveness, say what? Say faith, it's unbelief. It's a faith blocker. So before you release your faith, first of all, release forgiveness. Before you release your faith, first release the forgiveness. Hallelujah. Someone offended you, forgive. How do you forgive? I forgive them. It's a choice. I forgive them. From my heart, I let them go to prosper. I forgive them. Will you feel like you forgive them? Maybe not. But again, faith is not feelings. Hallelujah. I forgive. It's a choice. Okay? I forgive. I release. I hold no ought against them. Hallelujah. So, many times, all right, the speed of healing can vary. The speed can vary. It can happen immediately. It can happen you no, know, we can see it immediately, or we can see it a day after, or three days after, or three weeks after, or three months. But when you pray, believe. All right, believe that it has been released, you know, and it's working on you already. That God's power is at work in me, working in healing and a cure. Hallelujah. The power of God is at work in me, working a healing and a cure, even before I see it manifest. So afterwards, your words that you speak must affirm, must affirm that you believe. Your words must affirm that you believe, must affirm what has happened. On so and so dates, I released my faith for so and so. On so and so date, I received it. So the power of God began to work in me, a healing and a cure. And I will have it. I will see it. 
Faith likes clarity. Sometimes put a date on something. On so-and-so date, I release my faith through words. And on so-and-so day, the process began. So God's Spirit is at work in me, working in healing and a cure. So I go from being a sickle seller to one that says, on so-and-so date, I release words of faith over my healing. And God's power is working on me, a healing and a cure over this matter. Does it not mean that I stop using my drugs? No, sir, no, ma. Faith is not anti-science. They are not clashing, they are not fighting each other. Glory to Jesus. Right? Words spoken afterwards must affirm what has happened. The power of God is working in me. Healing and cure. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Believe you have received it before you see it. And then you will see it. Faith is when I don't see it. And when I don't feel it. Faith. Is, is when I don't see it yet. When I don't feel it yet. Someone says, today, I don't feel righteous. We didn't ask your feelings. We didn't ask your feelings here, man. I am righteous. It is who I am. When I truly believe it, eh, I can feel it. So when I don't feel it, I remind myself, I'm righteous. I'm spirit-filled. Ah, so the more... I remind myself, the more I begin to get physically aware of who I am. Do you know this? That you can get yourself from zero feeling to 100 in a few minutes by affirming who you are in Christ. I am full of the Holy Ghost. I am full of divine power. I am full of joy. If you keep going, it's like wine. Why you? All right? So faith is not about feelings, it's about believing God's word. Let's see some examples, okay? Let's see. Last week, last week we saw um, the leper guy. We saw it briefly. Matthew 8, 1 to 4. Let's see Peter's mother-in-law. Father, tonight we have utterance. Utterance. There's clarity of utterance. A word in season. Something beyond the notes. A word in season. Matthew 8, 14 to 17. Don't get stuck on immediately. Don't get stuck on, quote, immediately. Now you now lose that on healing because it did not happen immediately. Don't get stuck on immediately. Now you then miss out on healing because it did not happen immediately. Don't get stuck on immediately. Now you then miss out on the healing because it did not happen immediately. You must believe in the authority of the believer. Matthew 8, 14. Ah, hey, thank you, Holy Ghost. Go back to Mark 11. Go back to Mark 11. Go to Amplified Version. I want to show something. Verse 23. We'll read 23 to 23 and 24. I want to show us something important. Let's go together. I assure you, I most solemnly say to you, what's to this mountain? 
Here's our to see. And the son doubts in his heart. Look at this. In God's limited power. Follow me closely. But believes that what he says is going to take place. It will be done for him. Look at this. In accordance with God's will. If you go to, go, if you read this, you read, you read Amplified Version 23 and 24. He keeps saying something in accordance with God's will. That's chaotic. We did not send them. We did not send a message. We did not send them. Christ gave us a blank check. Umas put, umas put their condition. Christ gives a blank check. Umas put their conditions. Did Christ tell him, whoever wrote it there, that I said that that's God's will? Christ made a blank statement written in red. You now put your own there written in black, in brackets. We did not send you, sir. Christ gave us a blank check. If you say in your heart, and you don't doubt you have it. What did not put it makes people feel like if it doesn't happen, it's not God's will. No, no, no they were lying in it. When they now say that it doesn't happen yet, quickly, they say it's not God's will, and so nullify their faith. Do you get that? When they now pray and they don't see it, instead of standing in faith, they now tell themselves, maybe it's not God's will, and in so doing, nullify their faith. Don't forget, if is the badge of doubt. Whatever I if, I'm in doubt. And you get my point here. If I pray and I'm wondering, is it God's will? I'm in doubt. Once I put if in the matter, I'm in doubt. So we have to allow ourselves believe God's word what it is. When Christ speaks, receive it. Religion tries to put comma brackets in what God said. Hallelujah. And this thought is prevalent. Some people now do. They don't even decree. You say, God, heal me. Or, God, if it's your will, heal me. This is in trouble. I said earlier that God has delegated, delegated healing to us. So it means I'm telling him, if it's your will, heal me. I'm not praying. No. I'm not really praying. I'm not praying a prayer of faith. The prayer of faith of our healing is not God, please heal me. It is, it is sickness, go. All through Christ's ministry on the earth, he never prayed for once, God, please heal this person. Even Lazarus that died, said, Lazarus, come out. He didn't say, God, please wake him up. Lazarus, do you get my point here? So if you are praying, God, please, you're not in faith. And people can now say, eh, maybe because it's Jesus. Okay, he told them, Matthew 10, when you get there, heal the sick. You need to get there, pray to me. When you get there, heal the sick. He came back and looked at him and says, even devils submitted to us in your name. Do you understand that we gave the Christ in your name and they submitted to us? So if you catch yourself praying, God, please, this person, you know, you just stop and say, okay, 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 I decree. Okay? Just quickly do. Just quickly hold your mouth. Ah, finish it up. And make a proper decree. Okay, so now back to Matthew 8. Are we learning tonight? Imagine policeman calling Boyer on the road. Boyer, come here, pay arrest this person. So pay that his son. All right? Matthew 8, 14 to 17. Back to NIV, please. Want to go? When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand. 
and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. Verse 16, when evening came, many were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word, and he healed all the sick. NIV, yes. Abby, yeah. Then NIV. And he healed all the sick. 17, 17 together. Was spoken to prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Now, this particular healing record is in Matthew, is in Luke, and in Mark. Now, when we look at other verses, other parts of it in um, Luke and in Mark, we see more details of the same event. All right? Matthew, Matthew said this. Luke added more to it, okay, to make it clear what, what, what happened to them. So, Luke 4, 30, 40. Keep that Matthew 8 one side. In Matthew 8, okay, Matthew said she was lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand. It touched. Take note, it touched, and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. Matthew said she had fever. She was on the bed. It touched her. Okay? And the fever left her. If I go to look now, the entire body probably had fever. Have you? It didn't particularly choose the head or anywhere. He just chose to touch the hand. So, someone has cancer of the breast. I don't need to touch the breast. Amen. God's healing power is intelligent. It can go to anywhere. Do you understand? Do I, do I sometimes feel led to touch other places people's body? Yes. I do sometimes, okay? But we must understand it also. That God's healing power is intelligent. It can go from here to here. All right. Luke 4. Luke 4, 38 to 40. Luke 4, 38 to 40. Are we there? Want to go. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now, Simon's in-law, mother-in-law, was suffering from a high fever. Luke tells us that the fever was, Luke's a doctor, so he tells us that the fever is a serious fever. Hallelujah. This one is high as a real paralyzing fever. Real fever. Alright? Okay. And they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her. Look at this. And rebuked the fever. And it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. So Luke says that he bent over her and rebuked the fever. Luke didn't say it touched. But we know, from, we know from Matthew that it touched. So we know now she had eye fever. We know that Jesus touched her. And Jesus rebuked the fever. We know that also. Okay, am I seeing this camera frame? Because I'm looking about. Technical, we go fight. Where are the cameraman? All right. So we know that Jesus, that she had eye fever. That Jesus touched her hand. We also know that she re- he rebuked the fever. We know also the fever left her immediately. And she got up and began to wait on them. All right? Let's go to Mark 1. Same story. Mark 1, 29, 34. Mark 1, 29 to 34. Mark 1, 29 to 34. Are we there? 
want to go? As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Did you see? Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. Yeah. Immediately told Jesus about her. 31. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. So we know from, from Mark that he didn't only touch her. He took her up. So we know, what do we know now? She had eye fever. Jesus went to her, took her hand up, rebuked the fever. Jesus went to her, touched her, rebuked the fever, took her up. Fever left. She began to wait on them. We know. Jesus went to her, bent over her, touched her hand, rebuked fever. Right? Took her hand up. Fever left. She began to wait on them. So what do we see? Jesus touched. Jesus issued a decree. Rebuked the fever. He did not rebuke her. <laughs> Rebuked the fever. He did not pray to God. He spoke to the fever. He rebuked the fever. The fever head. The fever head. And the fever left. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, on animate, is it inanimate or inanimate? Inanimate, inanimate, inanimate. Bukola, I won't for your hand. Inanimate. So, inanimate things hear the voice of God. Mountains hear God's voice. Storms hear God's voice. The wind hears God's voice. Fever also hears God's word. Hallelujah. All right? And God's word is his word on your lips in his name. So, the fever head, the fever left. So also, also can hear and also can live. Hallelujah. All ailments can hear and live. But we see also that he took her up. Now, when you pray for somebody in faith, when you are believing to receive in faith, okay, God can lead you in any way to take a act of faith. It's not written in stone that you must stand up and walk. Okay? But sometimes you must just get up and take steps of faith. You can say, okay, if I'm ill of fever, I won't be on the bed. I will get up, have my bath, brush my mouth, Whatever order, all right? It's my meal and get busy. But God will lead you. You will know in your spirit the right act of faith to do. For so it might mean to keep saying to yourself, I am healed of fever. I am healthy. I am sharp. Hallelujah. All right? So we see here, she was healed. It doesn't matter how far gone people have gone, okay? Healing can happen. Glory to Jesus. You can talk to anything. Fever, headache, bacteria, fungi, virus, whatever it is, you can talk to it. Power, authority, they express through words. When I begin to speak, I am on my way to having. When I begin to speak, I am on my way to having. Until I begin to speak, I am not on my way to heaven. 
the first act of faith is to begin to speak. See, even if you are tired and your mouth won't move yet, start with, with, the, with the voice of your inner man. You hear my point here? Even if you are so tired and your mouth won't move, start speaking with the voice of your inner man. By his stripes, I am healed. So right now, in your, in your inner man, I receive my healing. If you keep going over it, you will find power to break through your lips and begin to speak it. Hallelujah. All right? We see also that they, look at this, they begged Jesus to heal her. Someone said, it's because she's useful. They like her. How do we know? Afterwards, she got up immediately and began to wait on the minute that Kilimanjaro guys, what will you eat? That kind of show more than love, not show. Everybody, everybody likes, you know, mommy of everybody. You know those kind of friends that, your mother's friend that, you know, your friend's mother that everybody likes. Uh-huh. Sure, mother-in-law. All right? She, immediately she began to wait on them. Someone said something. Someone said, you know, that authority is easier to release over people that believe in you, that support you, that care for you. That in a ministry, that people that plug in the best, they get the flow of power the best. Do you understand? And it's practical. We see also in Acts. Acts 9.36.43. Acts 9.36.43. We don't need to go there. Acts 9.36.43. When Docas, what's her name? I think Docas. When Docas died in Acts 9. That they said, said about Docas there. That Docas was known all her life for caring for widows. So when she died and they heard that Peter was in Joppa, they said, ah, we can't allow Dorcas die like that. She is too good to us. She is too useful. She is too, no, we, we refuse to agree. So they sent for Peter. Peter must come. Whatever it takes, climb on the jet. Peter, do you hear my point here? Because she was, she was, she was useful. Hallelujah. So the place of service that makes people, you know, go all out for your course in the local church. Which pastor tell God, God, this person is heavy in our hands. God, we have to have a breakthrough. That makes you petition God that God, on this matter, will not give up. Do you hear my point here? There are things that, pe- that you move for people because they will not, these people are useful to you. I remember, again, there are things to pray for. There are things to speak to. Let me explain. So, I remember when Bodo was going to get admission into school. Yeah. And she gave myself something about her name was not there. Some funny story like that, like Jesus is Lord. I told God, God, they will say that this girl was serving me all the time. She was a, she was a PA working for you. They will say she not read that book. That is you that caused it. Said Jesus, this cannot be. All right? And then came another list. Her name was there. I did not see that. that you can, I, can, I can't decree name be on the list. <laughs> you cannot decree that kind of decree. Ne Abi. Name beyond, and you cannot do that. So I petitioned God, and God came true. All right, so it's a place for being, for, for serving where God has put you. Hallelujah. The place for what? Serving where God has put you. As in, it makes the flow of authority, of power, of grace in that place flow at you a lot easier. Glory to Jesus. Good, good, good. All right, let's one more example. The nobleman's son. John 4, 46 54. John 4, 46 to 54. 
We saw earlier, Jesus bent over her, touched her, decreed, of, decreed, of, decreed, decreed and rebuked the fever, okay? Put her up and she got well. Okay, the fever left. All right? Jesus touched, touched, spoke, took her up. Jesus touched, spoke, took an action of faith. Jesus spoke, Jesus touched, spoke, I don't know the other. Jesus touched, spoke, took an action of faith, taking her up, okay? And the fever left. Jesus touched. Imagine that when Jesus tried, tried, tried to carry her, tried to take her up, he said, don't take me up. I'm still sick. She will still be sick. Maybe till now. Hallelujah. Do you understand? When, when Jesus said, get up. If she did not agree to the get up that Jesus Christ said, she will be there. Over, over time in Scripture, we see many places in Scripture where the, where, where the command will go, rise up and walk. person says, I, I can't rise. person cannot rise. That's that. The person cannot rise. So there has to be that agreement to take the step of faith. Whatever God tells you to do, you do it. Whatever he tells you to do, you do. I will end it tonight. John 4. John 4, 46 to 54. John 4, 46 to 54. John 4, 46 to 54. The nobleman's son. Hey, can you hear a voice? Okay. 46. Are we there? Are we there? You can't stop your mouth to show you know. Are we there? Okay. <laughs> right, let's get together. Once ago, once more visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When, he, when this man heard Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judah, from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. So he left his city to go and meet Jesus Christ in the city he was to say, okay. Come with me to heal my son. All right? 48. Once you go, let people see signs and wonders. Just told him, you will never believe. 49. The official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. The Bible calls this man a royal official. But when he, when he came to Jesus, he came to beg. He didn't come to form and say, I'm, I'm a just president. You know, you know who I am? You must heal me. You know, he came <laughs> with humility. And even put sir, dear sir. Sir, I beg. Hallelujah. All right. And to show his faith, he went that far to him. I said, sir, come down before my child. Meaning that I believe. And if you come and pray for my child, he will be well. He has faith. Hallelujah. Verse 50. Go. Jesus replied, Your son will live. Hallelujah. Go. That's that's his own act of faith. Go. Your son will live. So if he had stayed and kept on begging, that child would die. His own act of faith was to obey. Go. Hallelujah. Your son will live. Look at this. The man took Jesus at his word. And departed. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. 51. 51. While he was still on the way, 
Someone met him with the news that his boy was leaving. 52. When he inquired at the time when the song began, to, when the song got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. 53. Then the father realized this was the exact time. I just going to say to him, your son will leave. So he and his household believed. Hallelujah. He took Jesus at his word and went. So I can imagine him going and, and you know, him going and somebody telling him, ha, he did not follow you. He did not follow you. He did not follow you. He just said, go. And you, you are going. Amen? Are we together? Imagine him thinking, so I'll not get to tell my wife that where I went, so I did not bring him. He just said, go. And me like Mumu, to began to go. What if the child dies? What if, what if, what if, what if? But he chose to take God, take Jesus at his word. He took him at his word. So when the thoughts came and said, are you sure you are really healed? Are you sure this has happened? He took Jesus at his word. Even when, you know, it was a long journey. Imagine him walking for hours to his house or in a caravan or something. Hours journey, telling himself, imagine, imagine the battle in his mind. The battle in his heart. Imagine the battle all through. I was joining. Hmm. I'm going, no. I did not carry Jesus. I'm going. I'm going. I left my child at home about to die. And I'm going back to the house. Oh, my wife say. Oh, my wife say. I will tell her that. He said I should go. Me too, I'm not going. Okay? But, you know, he took Jesus at his word. And he got there and his child was well. Meaning that it's very possible that if he had turned back to say the word is not true, the child would have died. It took Jesus at his word. So that when you don't see something working yet, you take Jesus at his word. You, take, you believe the word. That is how healing happens. You believe the word of God. Before you see, you must believe. We see here that Christ didn't even touch. Aha. He only gave a command. Go. Your son will live. Hallelujah. He didn't touch. It was not there. It was several miles away. So you can send healing over distance. Hallelujah. Where there is faith, you can send healing from here to Australia. Those that believe in me, they will do the works I do and even greater. So if Christ could heal remotely, I can also, in his name, heal remotely. Hallelujah. So when someone tells you, I'm not feeling, you can send healing via a phone call. I've done via text. I'll just try it out to see what will happen. I'll tell the person, God's power is on you now. And to happen, you can, you can, hallelujah. Okay? God's power does not need well, he said we should touch, right? That's good also. But even beyond touch, we can issue commands over the phone. Hallelujah. All right. So the key thing is this, okay? Clear commands. Clear commands. Your son will leave. Fever, go. Okay? Clear commands, okay? Your son leaves. In fact, I noticed in practice, personal practice, that I get more results via commands personally, than via, than via touch. 
I feel like my faith, you know, feels more active when I believe in a spoken word above believing in falling under the power by touch. Let me explain it. I notice personally that when I issue a decree, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works. It's as though God honors faith. Faith in your spoken words. That God puts a premium on spoken words. Do you understand? I know when I touch somebody, I know the power would almost every time flow. I know. So there's a way I can become lazy and rely on the touch. I don't know if that makes sense. But God puts premium on that believing, that faith, you know, that faith that goes beyond, 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 the, beyond the stunt you are used to. I hope I'm saying this well, Sha. You get my point. But there's power in the authority of the believer. Spoken words. Spoken words. Issuing decrees. Fever, go. Provision, come. My needs are met. My bills are paid. That's that on that, okay? God puts premium on the spoken words. That you must begin to speak. You must be a speaker. You will keep talking. Now you talk your way into healing. Talk your way into health. Talk your way into victory. Talk your way into peace. When you feel anxious, you talk your way into calm. Hallelujah. Talk your way into joy. God has put premium in your speaking. The mature believer will speak and create realities from his words. God would have you put premium on your words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will have you what? Have you put premium on your words. Trust in the authority of the believer that whosoever shall believe, whosoever will say and will not doubt, it will have whatsoever it says. Whosoever, whatsoever. Hallelujah. Whosoever, whatsoever. You know, I said, put conditions if it's God's will. It didn't say that. It said, whosoever will have whatsoever. Of course, whosoever will have whatsoever. So, whatsoever, 24 now says, whatsoever, uh-huh, another blank check, whatsoever you desire, woo, whatsoever you desire, a blank check, because it's not saying pray for, your, pray for your, your, your boss's wife. Are you kidding me? That's not the point, okay? Because people, people are very funny, okay? <laughs> but whatsoever you desire, whatsoever you desire, whatsoever, a new job, provision, healing in your body, career progress, whatsoever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Whatsoever, whatsoever, think about this whatsoever you desire. Let it fuel your dreams. Let it fuel your thinking that God has told me whatsoever I desire to show how vast the blank check is. He said, you can tell mountain to move. You know, when you show somebody how big something is, it's a very big example. Like say, you know, uh, when you tell, don't tell the girl you love her. You don't understand. You don't say, I love you so much, my two hands to the back. What are you trying to do? To show her how vastly wide the love is. That's why he said mountain. Because the plan for you to tell the mountain to jump up and down. But to show you the extent of the liberty, he says, 
you will say to this mountain, to show that whatsoever, why he says, 23 says, speak to the mountain. 24 says, therefore, therefore, I said mountain, so that you know that whatever you desire, yeah. I use mountain as an example, to show you that whatever you desire. So, if you can walk on mountains, of course, what, what, what is headache? What is malaria? If you can walk on the wind, and tell winds, peace be still. You can walk on headache, of course. Hallelujah. Father, I'll give you the praise. We thank you for your word. Because we go about believing in the authority of the believer. Hallelujah. We go about believing in the power at work in us. In your name. We go about using the authority to receive our healing and to get others healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we grow in these things. As we see more and more examples, we grow in these things. We get better and better. We get more results and bring you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Um, let's take our offerings. You'll see our free accounts on your screen or in the comment section. Zero four two five three nine zero three nine six. Account name: This Green Church. Um, the bank: Can't trust my guarantee. Trust bank. All right. Zero four two five three nine zero three nine six. This Green Church. The account, that's the account name, all right? The bank, Guarantee Trust Bank. Father, I'll give you all the praise. Thank you because our needs are met. Our bills are paid. We see you as our supplier, our provider, and we trust in you to meet our needs, to our heart desires for creativity, for excellence, for good ideas. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You know why you must put premium on your words. You can't touch everybody. You can't touch someone in the UK from here. Meaning, if all you can do is touch, if you don't put premium on words, commands, you will get only very little done. So imagine if Pastor Chris has to lay hands on everybody in the, in the auditorium. You know he kill himself. So what does he do? Do you want to there? Do you want there? Take it. What's he doing? Using the command to release power where they are. That's how it works. Do you understand? You must learn to work with commands. You must learn to work with commands. Also know how to receive commands. Ah. Not, not only know how to use it, know how to receive commands of it. Now, pastor prayed over me. Even though he did not touch me, he prayed. My pastor has said it. I believe in his anointing. I believe his ministry. That's what has happened. You, you must learn. To, to, this guy began to go home. He walked hours to the place. He was walking hours back. Over a command. Walking hours back. Ah. Because Jesus said, go. 
Go. It even say, Rako, ko, 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 Rika, Matege, Rika, Tababa, where are we going? That, that one will make you feel like he has tried. He has done something. Or he gave me water. Oh, me, ye. Okay. And you know that he gave you something. Abi, Abi, Abi. You only said go. Go. Imagine he came to me right now. He came from, he came from, from, from Akure. Or from Abuja. He took a flight. And I said, go back to Abuja. Your son, your son leaves. Pastor, really. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't talk, I didn't talk, he just came in, he just talked for a few minutes, and I said, go. I didn't even, uh, sit on my chair there, sit on the chair there. Uh, okay, go, your son leaves. Will you go? That's the point. You must know how to receive commands of faith. Hallelujah. It's not any grag that we do. People have put premium on the grag we will now pray, we will now fast, we will now sweat, we will now feel like, yes, we have done it. No. Maybe sometimes that would go that far. Maybe, but it's really so. Hallelujah. Be able to issue commands. Also be able to receive commands of faith. The Bible has told us, whosoever shall say, meaning the same is enough. All Christ to that tree was, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. He did not pray in tongues. He did not fast. He did not sweat. It's just, may no one ever eat from you again. And he left the place. Put premium on commands of faith. That's nice take home. Put premium on commands of faith. Go, your son leaves. He began to go. Put premium on commands of faith. Put premium on commands of faith. Put premium on commands of faith. Learn to work with commands of faith. Learn to receive commands of faith. Put premium on commands of faith. I know it works by practice. It's not them saying, I know it works by practice. I know. I know. I know. I know with lean of hands. I know it's commands of faith. I know with text, text commands, text. I know with text. I know with I know. I know. I know. I'm telling you what I know, so you should do it also. I know commands of faith works. I know text works. I know, I know touching works. I know. Not, not just what, I, what I've read. I've practiced what I've read in Scripture. I know it works. I know it works. I know it works by practice. So I give you the praise. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.